Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. 45 years later, on the anniversary of the 1976 Soweto Uprising, uh, we are going to be talking about progress or lack thereof, depending on which side you are sitting on, uh, with Professor Lisi Batifu, who's a political analyst. Good morning, Professor. Welcome to the takeoff. Greetings to you and the listeners. Professor, on on Youth Day, um, I can guarantee that we are going to hear from government uh, talking about growing youth um, employment for an exclusive and transformed society. But the youth face a number of challenges. High unemployment, lack of access to quality education. How do we even begin to, I guess, tackle this? And do you think we have anything to celebrate today? Well, 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 yeah. Maybe let me just. I want to address myself to the youth. Mm. Uh, let me be clear at the outset, and I would say, uh, anywhere else under the sun, right? People will tell you. Yeah. Um, as Francis Bacon said, knowledge is power. Yeah. Right. And in education lies the future of any country. Yeah. And thirdly, right. Difficult times produce strong men, and strong men produce conducive spaces and time. Mm. And those conducive good times produce weak men, and the cycle continues. Mm. I'm saying this precisely because the youth of 76 and others, right, helped us to bring us where we are. But yeah. when I look at the youth of today, by no measure can they live up to the, the, the vigor, the veil, and the vision those the, that those who went by had. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah, I say but, I want to address myself to the youth. But, Professor, wouldn't you say that the struggles are different? You know, youth today are faced with picketing and are beyond marching and gathering together, doing outside. We're we're fighting to survive in a global village that is continuously ever-changing. And we are are backwards, you know, as youth in South Africa. Wouldn't you say because our struggle is not the same as the 1976 struggle, it doesn't make our struggle any less worthy? I don't think there is any struggle at all. We are no exception under the sun. And this exceptionalism of South Africans, we must find a way to overcome it. We are not the first to be at least enslaved, right? To be colonized and to live under discrimination or segregation, a la apartheid. But people transcended that. I have North Korea. I have Hong Kong in mind. I have Singapore in mind. I have... um, uh, Botswana, and I have here um, uh, the, the destiny for holidays, Mauritius. Yeah. What, it is the, is a human factor, the people's attitude and disposition. Look, you're talking about the youth suffering. Which youth are you talking about? Not the white youth, not the African youth, not, not the white or the African youth. Their attitude and disposition to us education is different from us. And I don't blame our children. I blame the parents who used the response later on. They were didn't help them mm. to take those stones no longer to destroy and to build. That's one. Number two, I blame Satu. 
unreservedly, and I said it 10 years ago, I'll continue to repeat that. Yeah. Had they went on into the classroom to change the mindset and empower the, the children with the necessary skill, with the necessary knowledge, you and I wouldn't be where we are. The politician, lastly, there are policies that perpetuate segregation and discrimination. And our children are already internalizing them, and they speak like they are victims, but mm. not people with the way we thought to fight like the 1976 brigade to transcend the material condition of the day and to move forward. Life is better today than under 1976. They could do better. Professor, but, you know, you spoke about uh, politicians. Do you think in our leadership we have the depth of intellect uh, to really understand how complex the South African post-apartheid issue is when it comes to the youth, you know, like decolonizing education, uh, relooking the constitution. Do you think we have those leaders? Yes, then those are rhetorical statements that are of no consequence to me. Yeah. What decolonizing education? In fact, qualitatively speaking, Bantu education produced much stronger people in the first ten fifteen. Yeah, the people who led this country successfully, most yeah. of them were the graduate from the apartheid school. It is the people's attitude, the people's disposition, the, the human factor that matters most. Yeah, but yeah. you can take the and transform it into something else. People without resources are more resourceful than those who are who have resources at times. Hence, I said, difficult times produce. Right, strong men and strong men produce good times, and good times produce weak men because they have nothing to fight for. Mm. So, Professor, I love that you speak about attitude because I, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, you could be in poverty but not have a poverty mindset. But wouldn't you say that regarding the curriculum and what our children continue to be taught or not to be taught about? Everything else that happened around, uh, you know, 45 years ago and counting, you know, there, there, were, there were events that happened during the times. Uh, and, and these are not covered in the curriculum at all, Professor. We are not told about the, the, the actual stories. And there's no way where young people can actually find these stories unless being told one-on-one by someone who was there who have, has accounts. So wouldn't you say that that is part of the reason why the attitude stinks? Look, I'm very much involved, and even my publications has to do with indigenization and Africanization. The, the curriculum must be relevant, responsive, and appealing to the students, and indeed impact the society within which it is being offered. Mm. There is no question about that. Let's go beyond that. But I think what is even more critical, given what you are saying, how is the world evolving? Yeah. Is science, engineering, and technology. Is entrepreneurship. Let's just reimagine this society. It can be done. It is doable. But be careful not to be caught into the rhetoric, yeah. right? Transformation, Africanization, BEE, affirmative action. Those are some of the things that make it difficult for South Africa to move. What? Mm. For example, mm. if you're talking about BEE affirmative action, the intentions were good, but certainly they have failed in the past 27 years. But who are being empowered in the process, even by those policies, unfortunately, mm. in the main, are white people. Mm. And mm. unfortunately, 10, 20 years down the line, they will be, still, still be in charge.
Because in historical black institutions, children spend the first two months of the year toy toying and dancing and protesting. While at Stellenbosch, at UCT, they are studying. While there is a good number are overseas studies, 20 years down the line, they would still be in charge. The economy, but do you know capital, why, they don't have access to education. Like, a lot of the youth really feel trapped by choices that are made by their parents, right? Maybe, is there an alternative tool for social change then, other than the power of voting in a democratic society? Because the youth feel trapped. So when you speak of education, they don't have access to that, to that education. So how do, how do they then, how do no, they no, get no, to no, education? No, I wouldn't accept that. Mm. Life is much easier today than it was in 76. They have access to education. I'm sorry, that I would not accept because that's exactly where we go wrong. Yeah. We have got free education in codes you like. You have got free food, right? You have got free transport. What else, what else do you want? It's the attitude. It is the disposition of the learner as well as the teacher and indeed of the community. Please, please, please. The fault is not with the stars, dear brutus, that you and I are there. The, underlings. The fault is with us. The conditions are much better. The resources are there. Right? We have run away from our own schools in the township. They are empty. We are running to town because our attitude is such that we don't want to teach. We don't want to look after our schools and protect them so that they are not looted, looted or vandalized. And still, we want to cry foul and say things are not as they should be. I'm sorry I'm not part of that thinking. Professor, am I understanding you correctly in saying that the youth of 1976 didn't have a lot of expectations because government wasn't for them? And the youth of today come with all these expectations and that's why we are falling short, because we are expecting things to be done for us versus using the little resources that we have. Is that what you're saying? Maybe how you started it, I don't know. But if you are saying to me, the youth of yesterday, right, yeah. felt that they must take their destiny into their hands to change their lot. Yes, I agree. And I see the youth of today... Their life is so easy. Everything is given to them. Yesterday, people, my brother, walked 10 kilometers going to school, I mean, back, sometimes without having had nothing. Mm. But they came but youth out are still to walking to school today. Pardon? Professor? Pardon? The youth are still walking to school today. I mean, you're talking about, it's almost like you're talking about a select few. And I hear what oh, you're yes. saying, uh, uh, your perception of what young people are going through. Young people are going through struggles. Professor. They might not be the same as 1976, but trust me, Professor, they are no less relevant. I, 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 I guarantee you there that nothing, I'm not saying anything is perfect. All I'm saying is the conditions are and the people's attitude manage. Transport is being provided, but not for every child. That I can that people get food, not every child. But mm. here and there, some parents must still in their pockets to enable children to go to school, to get good clothing, to, to live a reasonably good life. That's a, that's a given. There's no problem with that, I admit. Mm. But I'm saying we can do more rather than to blame the, the state yeah. and look at ourselves and say, how best can we improve our lives? Starting with society, starting with the parents, supporting the children, supporting the teachers, and looking after their facilities. Mm. And the child in the classroom must learn and learn, what? and learn and until the curriculum. 
Yes, and the curriculum. Because the reason why we are looting and as students we are protesting is because those are the only examples we have as our heroes. Abo Hector Peterson who were fighting, but there were other people who were fighting the struggle in a totally different way, not picketing, but doing meaningful change. And we don't know about those people. And we want to know, Professor. Yes, I think that's what I said yesterday when I said, look, many people are not recognized and celebrated. Mm. And yet they've made contribution. And we identify a few, uh, right? Yeah. I- including the type of... His, you know, look, I've been around. And uh, as a scholar, yes, I have been around. The, the history is written by the victors. And to the victors go the spoils of war. Right now, people, when they talk about transformation and new history, rewriting history, they're talking about history through the prism of the liberation struggle, and in particular the ANC. Lo and behold, one day somebody will take over and say, that history written 20 years after liberation or 30 years was not inclusive enough. But fine, Mm. let's keep building on that and try to be inclusive, yellow, green, and white. I am for inclusivity. Professor? Absolutely appreciate you. This was a great chat. <laughs> uh, I didn't even get a chance because I really wanted to, to, to ask you maybe one last question before we go. Is uh-huh. we, On this day, we often talk about our past and apartheid sins. You know, it, it always comes up in conversations. Um, do you think we are ever going to be ready to talk about the failures of the successive post-1994 administration, which is led by the current government? Do you think that's a conversation that I think as maybe black people are ready to have? A lot of that conversation, and I've gone beyond that. I'm saying, let's talk solution. It's these discussions we have, they must be solution-oriented. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to my presentation, I'm trying to, to push us to look at ourselves and come up with solutions. But this lamentation, I no longer want to be part of it. I want to be part of putting and suggesting solutions going forward. Like the people who called earlier on, mm. saying, can the president just cut on the provinces, cut on on the executive, cut on the the, 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 the premiers or the MECs, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. release the resources? South Africa is not poor, my brother. It is just undermanaged or mismanaged. But it is a rich country. And if you plug and the whole and close the leak, certainly we can do better. Professor Tifo, we're going to need to leave it there. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.